Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us here for Punches and Punchlines. Uh, we are going to break down the Sebastian Fandura card very quickly, and then we got a lot to talk about for what's coming up next week. So I'm sure the Punchamaniacs have already got their snacks ready, got their beer cooler filled for October <laughs> 15th. It's going to be the craziest day of boxing. But first, let's uh, talk about, I think it was Cardiff, California. It was in California, and the card headlined by Sebastian Fundura. Yeah, let's get into it. Sebastian Fundura, 24 years old, coming in at 19-0-1 versus Carlos Ocampo. Carlos, don't call me Franco Ocampo. No relation. 26 years old, coming in at 34-1. and Now, for any of the punch maniacs that have not seen Sebastian Vendora fight, I recommend checking it out. I don't know if I would start with this one, but I would definitely recommend checking him out. He is a fun fighter. To paint a picture, he is six foot six and 154 pounds. Uh, That is taller than some of the heavyweights, 154 pounds. So he's a super welterweight. In this fight, he did kind of uh, start out the way you would expect a dude like this to fight. He came out working the jab. And just yeah. uh, following it up with that overhand. I mean, if I was six foot six and fighting at 154, that's all I would do the whole time. But uh, the first three rounds, he did just that, kept Ocampo at bay, and then just decided, you know what, this isn't fun. I'm just going to stand in the center of the ring and trade with this dude. And then for the next, probably up until the 11th round, that's what he did. He was just trading with them in Ocampo took these punches like a like a champ and i've seen some people shit on this performance be like oh his stock drops after a, a you know a lackluster performance against ocampo ocampo it only ever lost to errol spence jr all right yeah this dude is not a schlub he's, he's an got, ocampo yeah he's got 34 <laughs> professional wins all right and only one defeat give the dude some credit he hung in there with sebastian Fandora. did i think he was going to win no but I, I didn't think at any point that he didn't belong in there with them. I mean, other than when they stood next to each other and one was six foot six and the other yeah. was five foot 10, you know, yeah. like that was like, <laughs> this doesn't feel right because I hadn't really seen a lot of Ocampo. I'm going to give just credit to Fundora for getting in there with another veteran, a guy who has challenged for a title before at welterweight. And he made it look pretty easy. You know, like I thought that the score should have been closer than the, what they were. Same. You know, like maybe a 116, 112, something like that. But either way, the right guy won. There was enough action in this fight that kept it entertaining. It was a good fight. Yeah, I really liked this fight. I thought it was closer, not only than what the scores showed, but than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, right before the fight, you know, they're trying to hype up Ocampo and make him sound like he's going to be a contender for this fight. You know, like, oh, maybe he has a chance. And it was enough where I pulled up the betting app and saw what his odds were 10 bucks would have net me a hundred. I was like, yeah, I'll throw that on him. Just, you know, we got to back up fellow Ocampos in the world. Uh, but then after the loss, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely not related to that guy. Cause uh, <laughs> you know, if you ask my daughters, they'll tell you the only thing Ocampos know how to do is win. And he did not do that in this fight. <laughs> I felt like the cards were stacked against him, not just in the odds, 
not just in the height differential, but it was kind of bullshit. The referee was giving him a really hard time late in the fight and saying he needed to see more or he was going to stop it. And it's like, this isn't that far apart. Like it doesn't need to be stopped. They were just standing in the middle trading, but he thought he wasn't punching hard enough. He was punching. Yeah, you know? right. And that's, uh, I believe it was Mark Reese in this fight as the, as the referee. And to his credit, I don't think we've ever had to complain about him before, but this no. seemed really out of left field. Like, oh, if you don't pick up the output, I'm going to call this. So we're like, what? He's yeah. not in trouble. Now, he hadn't gone down. Right. He had not gone down. He had not stood up to some huge flurry. He was eating some shots, but the only thing that came to my mind at all is that, you know, less than two weeks ago, there was uh, another kid who died in the ring. And then the Sunday before this, the NFL was going through all this, you know, concussion protocol and all this. So maybe that was getting into his head. I don't know. But I, I was looking for an excuse for him because he's always come through for us before. And that's the best I could come up with. Um, yeah. But it was definitely not a fight that should have been stopped. I, I'm always in favor of stopping something too early than too late. But this guy, I wasn't, wasn't in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, you were saying at the beginning, uh, if anybody hasn't seen Sebastian Fondor to check him out. So this was on Showtime. And, you know, we've complained about the Showtime app in the past. Uh, luckily, we were watching live. So there was no issues as far as like trying to go back and watch it on demand or anything like that. But also all of his fights apparently through PBC are on YouTube, including this one. So, you know, anybody who doesn't shell out the extra, whatever, 10 or 15 bucks or whatever it is for Showtime, uh, his fights are up on YouTube. You should really check one of them out. Like it's a complete freak show, but in, I mean that in like the nicest way that you can possibly call something a freak show. He's so tall and so lanky. But the thing that we've learned about Sebastian Fundor over the last couple of fights, he can take a punch. Like this dude absorbs some serious pain. You know, like you said, he was doing like the whole keeping his distance and working the jab. And I didn't think it was working in his favor. I had him losing a bunch of those rounds. But then he was like, yeah, he got bored. I was like, nah, I want to bang. I get it. I'm built like a toothpick, but he still got in there and both dudes were just wailing away on each other. And it was super entertaining. Yeah, it's his style is definitely to stand and throw. And I think his corner was like, you have to show us this fight that you can you can work the jab and you can show us the yeah. boxing skills. <laughs> and then at, after he got his you know gold star in the corner for three rounds, he's like, all right, now can I have fun? They're like, yes, go ahead. Released him out to do what he wanted to. Yeah, it was like the bad kid at Christmas where they're like, yeah. you have to be polite. You have to use your manners. But then like Uncle Fritz shows up and starts, <laughs> you know, making fart jokes and stuff. So the kid loses stuff. He's like, well, I'm going to make fart jokes, too. So Ocampo was <laughs> Ocampo was in there to bang. And then, yeah, Fandora jumped in also. It was also it was very weird. So like Ocampo is a common name kind of ish with Mexicans and with Filipinos. And that's about it. So you don't hear it a lot here in the U.S., it was super weird to hear my own name like being said, you know, oh, Campo's really getting worked over, but he's got heart and blah, blah, blah. It, and I was like, oh, man, it does feel like it's a relative in there. I did not go into this wanting Ocampo to win it all. But after throwing 10 bucks on him and hearing my name over and over, I was so behind him. And I'm a huge Sebastian Fundora fan. And I didn't care. I was like, oh, I was so behind Ocampo. But yeah, the right guy won. I didn't think the scorecard should have been so far apart. Had it a little bit closer, but at the end of the day, I still thought that 
the towering inferno sebastian fandor was definitely the winner but anybody who hasn't checked him out go watch this freak show of a man because we're going to see more of him and it is it's it's becoming must watch tv and I like him as an up and coming prospect because he just keeps getting better and better. And he's just seems like a nice kid. Like when they interview him, seems to have like a good head on his soldier, shoulders, a normal family. There. Yeah. It's way up there <laughs> on those shoulders. All the birds are keeping his ego. <laughs> in check. They tell us all the time, Franco, that you can't play boxing. And we prove them wrong every week with our segment called playing, playing boxing. boxing. Yeah. I think it's one of the punch maniacs favorites. Uh, <laughs> The at the undercard, we'll just touch quick before we get into the absolute uh, boxing palooza that's going to be going on next weekend. Carlos Adams or Adames, whichever way I'm saying it wrong. Uh, Adames. Uh, Adames looked like a badass in yeah. that fight uh, against uh, Montiel, where you know Montiel has put up some good competition against other top 160 fighters and mm-hmm. he didn't look like he belonged in there with the Damas. So I'm definitely looking forward to what uh, is ahead for Adamas. He called uh, out Charlo. He called out triple G. He wants, he wants the names at 160 to uh, get in the ring with them. And I'm, I'm here for it, Franco. Let me see that. Yeah, it was fun. You know, it was stopped in the third round by the referee. I thought Montez was very like straight up and down. Like, I don't know, his body was or his body movement wasn't very good. So he just ended up getting his ass whooped, but he wouldn't go down. I mean, he didn't hit the mat. He was he was taking the punishment. But I definitely thought the stoppage was a good one in this case. I thought the stoppage was absolutely a good one because he was absorbing some real heavy shots and the combos were landing with nothing coming back. Yeah. And he gave him the first one where he recovered from it. And then when that second flurry started, he's just like, all right, I, I gave you a little rope and you're doing nothing with the kid. I'm going to end this, uh, right here. So yeah, I was in favor of that stoppage as well. There was a nice, uh, first fight on, I only caught the second half of it, but that Mm -hmm. first fight that was on that card was, uh, um, Fernando Martinez against Jerwin on Cajas. Yeah. And uh, Martinez was the one with the blue hair. Right. The blue hair guy I was rooting for the whole time. You know, I was like, ah, love me some blue hair. If I had all that hair, I would do crazy things with it, too. So uh, good for him. I guess this was a rematch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess he won it more convincingly this time around. So a fun little way to start the boxing evening. Yeah, I thought it was a really fun fight. It looked like, you know, when they show like footage of old timey fights, like but when there was like not even any sound and they're going a little bit too fast, like the track is a little bit too sped up. Yeah. That's what these guys look like. Like they were just going so fast on each other. It looked like an old timey fight that had been like colorized for the modern audience. Yeah, it was, right. It, it and they was messed up and gave one of the guys blue hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, hey, hey, watch. I bet nobody notices if the color is blue. <laughs> Yeah, but it it was it was a fun fight. I thought that Martinez looked really good. Like he was just going to town and landing some monster shots. Yeah, he took the unanimous decision. Uh, usually I am not a fan of the Argentinian fighters, with the exception of Franco Ocampo, the boxer from Argentina. But in this case, I was all behind Martinez. I thought he was really entertaining and uh, looked good. So it was a good way to kick off the boxing for this night. Absolutely. Now, here's how crazy next weekend is. Like this last fight we just uh, spent a couple seconds on, we wouldn't even mention it next week because it is so goddamn crazy next yeah. week. I think there's two cards on zone that 
I'm not even going to get a chance to watch because I just, I, I can only handle so much. All right. Oh, you're not, uh, you're not excited for Liam Paro against Brock Jarvis. I'm not get those <laughs> names out of your mouth. This is, this is dumb. We got real <laughs> shit to talk about. All right. The adults are playing here. This is such a crazy, like if a regular boxing card or like, say you're having buddies over for boxing, let's call that a meal. All right. Like a regular night of boxing. That's like a regular meal. This is like Thanksgiving and beyond. It's like, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner all wrapped up into one. <laughs> it's so crazy how much we got going on. I'll I'll just give you a, a few of the names that we got coming up. We got Shields versus Marshall. Can't wait to see that. That's going to be a wonderful fight. Also on that same card in London, uh, Michaela Mayer versus Alicia Baumgartner. Can't wait to see that. It's I be great. think that that could be the fight of this weekend. And then over in Australia, we got uh, Devin Haney uh, rematching George Cambosos. Yep. For all the lightweight belts, this is going to be a fun time. And then both Maloney brothers are on there, which is exciting for me because I always thought that they were actually the same person. So <laughs> if they are fighting at, at like back to back, I'm going to be able to see how they're doing their magic, you know, because <laughs> I still think that it's just one guy that they're changing shorts. And that'll uh, be that'll be great if the one comes back out for the second fight and he's got a black guy in the same spot <laughs> where the first one did. He'd be like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Totally busted. Phony Maloney. You know, uh, that's how I got that one ready for him. In case oh, God. <laughs> and then the fights that I might watch, I haven't decided yet. Caleb Plant versus Anthony Durrell. Now yeah. that's that could be that could be fun. And that could be the fight that tips me over on deciding whether to buy this uh Deontay Wilder versus Robert Helena's pay-per-view. If it was just Wilder and Helena's and we have all this other boxing available to us, I might be like, no, I'm gonna be full by that point. I don't I don't need your your fat dessert, you know, like <laughs> uh I don't need your jello mold with pieces of grapes in it. You know, like that's <laughs> like what that would have been. Uh, but you add an the Caleb Plant and Anthony Jarrell and Vito Manicki is fighting earlier on that card. That could be a fun card. It'll be a game time decision, Punch of Maniacs, whether I uh, will be tuning in for that pay-per-view. Message us. Let us know what you think. Is it worth the 80 bucks to watch Wilder fight Helenas? I don't know. I'm still debating it, but we'll see. And you know what? I just mentioned like six people. All right, there's so much more on all these other cards. It's just beyond crazy how much there is going on on October 15th. It's crazy. It's like a boxing holiday. Yeah, I'm not sure how we're going to pick December 26th. <laughs> boxing Day is October 15th. That's we're moving it. Sorry Canada, we're stealing your <laughs> holiday. October 15th is now Boxing Day. It has nothing to do with December 26th. All right, I just put it into my phone's calendar. <laughs> all right, night. Um, I don't know how to delete the actual boxing day on there, but, uh, this is the new one. It's, uh, it's on my calendar. So it's official Fritz. I love uh, it. Yeah. I have no idea how the hell we're going to pick and choose like what we do see, what we don't. I have a feeling that we're going to end up taking in, uh, basically the fights that you just named. We might add in sky Nicholson, uh, for, oh, completely, I'll watch it for sure. Yeah. For non-boxing related reasons, we might watch that fight. No, then, don't throw me in there. Not to say uh, I will watch that for non-boxing. I just, I just got a text from your wife. I think she heard through the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of good fights, but I have a feeling that there might end up being some stuff on the undercard that we don't initially watch that we're going to end up going back and watching on ESPN or whatever, you know, on social media. Sometimes you get to see highlights and stuff. I have a feeling this is going to be one of those weekends 
just because everything is like on top of each other. There's too much boxing. Turn off the alerts on your phone right now while we're talking, Franco, because <laughs> I don't want you to be like, oh, I already saw the result of that one. You know, it just silence all notifications. I don't I don't know how it, it can't be that hard. Uh, but then I can't place bets with you and take your money. Yeah, I'm going right. to be like, hey, I bet you he knocks him out at the <laughs> two minute, 31 second mark of this <laughs> next round. You'll be like, oh, I'll take that bet. And then, yeah, that seems so I, specific. Yeah, I get to collect that one dollar. <laughs> I don't even think that that was in uh, McFly's almanac. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's how you make the big monies, Fritz. That's right. how you make the big monies. So, yeah, if uh, if there's anything that we should be looking forward to, Punchaholics, uh, you know, shoot us a message. Or if you're one of my students from my class that discovered this podcast and you're listening, you can just let me know in class. Just raise your hand and be like, hey, by the way, you should also check out this other fight. I didn't know that my students listen. And then, uh, yeah, they started bringing it up, Fritz. They, they started bringing it up in class. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Well, that's the thing of beauty class. We appreciate you joining us. We appreciate all the punch maniacs that are joining us here. I can't wait for the next week's episode. Uh, when we break down Boxing Day here, <laughs> the Boxing Day in in the world, like it's so crazy how much is going on next weekend. Yeah, I don't know. I, if you got nothing else, Fritz, do I get to say it? <laughs> do I get to say it? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Franco. If you don't got nothing else, I'm throwing in the towel. Ah, oh, I was so close. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Punches and Punchlines. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor.